2: This is
3: Medjinomics with a friend of Megagoria.
2: This is Medjinomics. Today we want to share with you a special broadcast from August the 9th, 2018. There's a reason why we want to share this with you. From time to time, things happen in the world, or things might happen in the economy. That takes us back to the same old things that a friend of Mejigoria has spoken about, has debunked, has disproven as a legitimate and honest future, but these things continue to rear their head from time to time. And sometimes we need to go back and hear again some of these principles where a friend of Medjugorje may speak about 401ks or Bitcoin and some of the other things that are cropping up right now. And so this broadcast was actually titled The Number One Enemy of the Banks, and it contains one of the most timeless teachings from a friend of Medjugorje about honest money. So this is A Friend of Medjugorje, August the 9th, 2018. I don't want to wait anymore, I'm tired of looking for answers. Take me someplace where there's music and there's laughter. I don't know if I'm scared of dying, but I'm scared of living too fast, too slow. Regret, remorse, hold on, no, no, I've got to go.
4: So what is the silver lining show me the silver lining is what she ended the song with and of course what is it about it says you just got to keep on keeping on and that's what we do we follow the culture it drags us along we don't question it we don't like it and we question it but we don't change it so here our lady is as the song says I hear a voice call calling me out out of these shackles I made because we're enslaved by our shackles that we put on. And she says, I'm made to be free, being free. I won't take the easy road. And that's what a lady's given to you through her messages. It's not the easy road, it's the harder path. It's not keeping on, keeping on, because everybody's going on in the world. What does all this mean? It means when they cast in Rudebach at the instructions of a lady, the miraculous metal, it was silver. I'm not saying it was real silver, a lot of more. But as the song says, something good comes with the bad. There's a silver lining. Show me my silver lining. Our lady is given something. She reintroduced the miraculous measure around to Maria, November 27th, 1989. Very rarely have we seen our lady come and reinvigorate a past devotion. That's an astounding thing. Why is she showing the silver lining? Because we're lost. Isn't it interesting it wasn't gold, but 30 pieces of silver was traded for the life of Jesus Christ by Judas? You know how much money that was? It may range from what people and the scholars say, that 30 pieces of silver would be $4,500 up to $9,000. But we have a story in the book of Acts which speak of Ephesus where this happened. Or there was Jewish exorcists who invoked the name of Jesus Christ on those who were possessed. The evil spirits answered when he tried to do exorcism on them. The demons said, Jesus, I recognize Paul. I know. But who are you? Then the man with the evil spirit sprang at them and overpowered all of them. He dealt with them so violently that they fled from his house naked and bruised. When this became known to the Jews and the Greeks living in Ephesus, a fear fell upon all of them. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, they had great reverence. Why am I saying this? Because they were so shaken by this that they went out and collected all of Ephesus, all their books, all the magic power, all the evil with it, and they burned them. And what's astounding is this. It said, and a number of those who practiced magic arts brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all, and they counted the value of them and found it came to 50,000 pieces of silver. You know how much that is? These 50,000 pieces of silver ranges from $7.5 million to $15 million. Why am I bringing this up? Because it's the means of exchange. It always has been. The Jewish people, when they were driven out of Egypt, they took with them silver. Even in the Bible mentions silver before it listed gold, because that's what was the daily exchange. In Genesis, it says it was used, especially among common people, as a means to buy and sell goods far more frequently than gold. Nothing changes in time. When I was in Greece a few months ago, I was astounded at the Corinthians doing operations with the same kind of scaffolds shaped as what we do today. Yes, we got laser stuff, but nothing's changed in essence. They were doing operations. They could remove gallbladders. It was astounding. They even had anesthesia. Man quickly learns what he does because it's a natural process of taking the easiest course. A lot of the roads we have in America today were paths made by the Indians. And they took the easiest course. What was that course? Near creeks, near rivers. That's where it was flat and the easiest place to walk. And our highways are by these things. There are many roads in America that way. Man's nature will do least labor possible. And this nature in man can be a positive thing or a negative thing. And we're living today in a culture that is a negative thing, because we do not want any input or labor, and we want to make money. And it's always because we want to take the easiest route. You know why the highway's there, why the road's there, why the path's there by the Indian, why the creek is there? It's not because of the creek. It's because water has a principle to take the absolute, number one, always, always easiest path. There's a trillion paths path water can take. It will pick the number one with the least resistance. And that's, again, in our nature. So this nature of wanting the most output with the least input tempts us into ventures that is dangerous and we can lose everything. This is what our read is about today.
5: This story comes from The Creature of Jekyll Island, which is the story of how the Federal Reserve was created. And it starts by saying, easy credit has always been a problem for man. Equally important has been the effect that has had on the behavior patterns of the populace. Responding to herd instinct and a belief in the possibility of something for nothing, men were driven to the most bizarre form of investment speculation. One of the most graphic examples of hysteria seizing a population occurred in Holland between the years 1634 and 1636. It came to pass that a new rare flower, called the tulip, was discovered in the gardens of some of the more wealthy inhabitants of Constantinople, now known as Istanbul. When the root bulbs of these exotic blossoms were brought into Holland, they rapidly became a status symbol among the wealthy, much as racehorses or rare breeds of dogs are today in our own society. And those with surplus funds found that an investment in tulips brought them significant social recognition. The price of tulip bulbs climbed steadily until they became not merely symbols of status, but speculative investments as well. At one point, prices doubled every few days, and speculators were seen everywhere amassing great fortunes with no input of either labor or service. Many otherwise prudent people found themselves infected by the hysteria. They borrowed against their homes, and invested their life savings to get in on the anticipated windfall. This pushed up prices even further and tended to create the fulfillment of its own prophecy. Contracts for the future delivery of tulip bulbs, a form of today's commodity market, became a dominant feature of Holland's stock market. Tulip bulbs eventually became more precious than gemstones, As new varieties were developed, the market became more complex, requiring experts to certify their origin and their grade. Prices soared, and the herd went insane. One bulb of the species, called Admiral Leafkin was valued at 4,400 florins, which would be up to 800,000 U.S. dollars today. Another species called Semper Augustus, one bulb again, was worth 5,500 florins. And this one bulb was purchased for a new carriage, two gray horses, and a complete set of harnesses. It was recorded that at one sale of a single bulb of the viceroy species, brought 160 bushels of wheat, 320 bushels of rye, 4 fat oxen, 8 fat swine, 12 fat sheep, 2 hogsheads of wine, 4 casks of butter, 1,000 pounds of cheese, a bed and mattress, a suit of clothes, and a silver drinking cup. Then, one day, without warning, reality returned after a two-year vacation of untruthful speculation. By that time, everyone knew deep in their hearts that the spiraling prices bore no honest relationship to the value of the tulips, and that sooner or later, someone was going to get hurt. But they continued to speculate for fear of being too quick in their timing and losing out on profits yet to come. Everyone was confident they would sell out precisely at the top of the market. In any herd, however, there are always a few who will take the lead. And by 1636, all it took was one or two prominent merchants to sell out their stock. Overnight, there were no buyers whatsoever at any price. The tulip market vanished, and speculators by the thousands saw their dreams of easy wealth, and in many cases, their life savings also disappear with it. Tulipomania, as it was called at the time, had come to an end. Or did it? The Federal Reserve can create large amounts of money simply by going into the open market and buying debt contracts. But once it is in the mainstream of the economy, commercial banks can multiply that money by up to a factor of nine, and that is where the real inflationary action is. To protect that privilege is one of the reasons the banks formed this cartel in the first place. Nevertheless, the public still has the final say. If no one wants to borrow their money, the game is over. That possibility is more theoretical than real. Although men may be hesitant to go into debt for legitimate business ventures in times of economic uncertainty, they can be lured by easy credit to take a long shot. Dreams of instant wealth are powerful motivators. Gaming casinos, poker parlors, racetracks, lottery windows, and other forms of tulopomania are convincing evidence that the lust for gambling is embedded in genetic code. Public has always been interested in free corn.
4: Oh, I would never do that. That's so stupid. You out there, listen to this. You would never do that. A tulip worth that kind of money? How ridiculous. That's stupid. Have you even thought about investing in bitcoins? That's even more absurd. I can hold a tulip in my hand. I can't hold a Bitcoin. It's electronic. It's laughable. It's stupid. It's what the song is saying. You just got to keep on keeping on. Why? Because that's what you think you're racing with, everybody else. And everybody's making money. Look at it. The difference between tulip mania a few centuries ago and today is nothing. It's the same thing. Except that's more acceptable in the sense of what happened as compared to today, what are you invested in? What is a stock market but a bunch of tulips? Remember, in 1929, there was a few people in the herd that knew what was going down, and they sold out, and they're the ones that made the money. and it's only a very one, two, threes that get out. Amazon, they're at the top of the food chain. Don't think the owners in those top echelon when things crash and they know that they're on a false wealth, not land, but just something electronic, something you just hold in your hand, and what they market and what they bill for is gonna stay there. And we know it's not of God. We knew the tulips was not of God, and as we talked on our show in the second of the month and what I mentioned before, and our lady has said before. Everything's passing. That's not of God. It's going to happen. So why are you in false things? Why are you looking in for things that doesn't make sense? Listen to this carefully. I want to repeat what was just read. It said at one point, prices doubled. This is a stock market. This is bitcoins, which started out as nothing. And they speculated up to a million dollars for one bitcoin. What is a Bitcoin for those who don't know it? Do you really know it? It's not anything. It's just created out of thin air that we're going to use these Bitcoins to buy goods and services. I'm not going to sell you a chicken here. I'm not going to sell you a book if we sell a book. I'm not going to let you come into my store if I had a store. Here's a Bitcoin. Where is it? Well, it's on a computer. I'm going to change it from my name to yours because it's worth $1,200 or it's worth. now, whatever it is. This is absurd. It's laughable. So at one point, prices doubled every few days. Speculators were seen everywhere, amassing great fortunes. You see, that's what we're looking at. Everybody's saying, oh, bitcoins, look how much people are made. Now, only the guys that started is going to make the money if they get out now. And even if you lost some You better get out whatever money you can get out because it is not real and it is not of God. You know how big our buffalo herds were? Millions. There'd be a million buffaloes in that. You know what started the stampede? One buffalo. Go look at a soccer game. When people start stampeding, one person starts it running. The person next to that starts it. Those around start and you got 60 people killed at a stadium killing each other. You're going to kill each other trying to try and get rid of your stock and your bitcoins. Well, I made a lot of money when you said get out, talking about me, getting out 20 years ago. My house is paid for. My land is paid for because I never went in debt. And I input something physically, labor and services. And this steam in what we have here. I built Caritas the same way. We're out of debt. We don't borrow money. But let's continue the speculations that was everywhere where everybody was amassing great fortunes with no input of either labor or services. That's the key. If you're not inputting labor or services, you better watch out for what you have got your money in and you better change it out to something else. Going back to the reads, even prudent people found themselves infected by the hysteria. I can feel the temptations about the Bitcoins. Boy, if you got in, that'd be great. Yeah, I would never do that because I'm completely different in my makeup and my mentality. But see what happens. You see what everybody, I made this, I made this. I came down from $10,000 to $2 million in Bitcoins. I made this in the stock market. Don't go for it. Number one, they begin borrowing against their home. Number two, they invested their life savings. And what did that do? It falsely pushed the prices higher and higher. The second point to be made by this is don't be under the power of the banks, the financial institutions. What is the number one enemy to the banks and the elite bankers? Do you know what it is? It's silver. They hate this. They hate it because when you buy one ounce of silver, you exchange bitcoins, stock market, all the investing, all the speculations. You take it out of there for something stable. Yes, silver goes up and down, but it will never crash because it's cored in the natural law of God to be the number one means of exchange. When Hammond, the prime minister of the king, decided to have a plot to kill every Jew in the world to wipe out the race, they spent and was willing to pay 10,000 talents of silver, which is roughly $150 million today. To exterminate all the Jews. Why am I bringing this up? They didn't say gold. Silver. Why? Because it's the means, the natural means of what man goes to, to exchange to each other. So when you borrow and you go in the system, then you're underneath the bank system. It's through the credit. It's through electronics. It's through their cash that's not backed by the dollar. It's just a piece of paper. What does it mean when the central bank says They go up to nine times the money. It means that the bank only has to have 10% or 10 cents on the dollar, and the central bank will give them a loan on paper that doesn't exist for the rest of the 90%. There's no money there. And if they do need to, they tell the U.S. Treasury to print it and give it to them. They've got that power, and it's not part of the United States government. This system... Is of the devil. Everything is a passing if it's not glorifying God. Yes, a lot of people made a lot of money. My suggestion to you is, you go with stable. You're not buying the miraculous measure around for the purpose of speculation or making money. Right now, it's down to nothing. It's the time to get it. You say, well, I I do it as an investment. Don't do it for an investment. Do it if you have cash or investments that it's going to be there. Can you make more thousands investing? Yeah. What comes quick, though, is lost quickly. What I'm saying may be threatening to you. You might say, this is dangerous. When we're released, ain't going to happen. We had a benefactor, a big benefactor, was upset with the book. He wasn't upset because it was true. He accepted that. But he had a lot of investments. And he said, I don't think you should put a book out like this. It's dangerous because it could crash the system. And actually, silver was not purchased by anybody. There was no financial advisors in 2010 advising about silver. In fact, we had people, when they started getting the miraculous measure around, every single financial advisor said, get away from this guy. Get away from what you're saying to me. This is bad because nobody was in silver. The book broke open the silver, and that's when it went to $50 an ounce because the run of Ain't Gonna Happen, this book, caused a stampede. One little book, one little tiny place here, one little ounce round, changed that. And it did stampede. And then the government came in. And then they started selling a lot of paper, silver, to suppress the price. is suppressed at the low price now because they don't want people running to silver. It will crash the system, but it won't crash your system. And so silver is suppressed to this moment because they know that they have some means to control it. And we found evidence that the government has suppressed that through private industry to keep this stabilized. So it won't go to its true value, which is within 10 to 15 times of the value of gold. Because it's 15 to 10 times less in the earth. What gold's price is, is you can price silver that way. And it has been that way throughout history until the banking system has manipulated it to this point. That means silver should be around $120 an ounce. That's its true value. But if that went to that value, the system will crash. So we know during the Obama administration, they manipulated this. They stepped in because it's a national security. And I agree with that. It is a national security risk. I don't agree with what they did, but I'm glad we got more time. And what they cut and do with the tulips, with the charade of keeping that going, we have mechanisms and controls that can, but it won't go forever because the lady gave the verdict, it's going to pass. The question is, are you going to be the first buffalo to get out of the stampede and be safe are the first soccer fan to get out and start running. Because the first ones that started it, they don't get killed in the stampede. It's those behind them. Think about these things. We just talked about Zuckerberg, $100 billion, the largest loss ever in a history of a company in one day. So if they can do it, it can happen to Amazon. It can happen to Apple, Walmart, anybody. Especially anything you invested in, it requires no input of labor, no input of services. You're making money on money. It's not real. This is not of God. He said you will live by toiling the soil. It doesn't mean you have to do that, but you better have land. You better be growing some things. You better have a system that's real. If you want to invest and you got plenty of money, go buy 1,000 acres Build twenty houses. Bet who comes in there. Say you live here free. The dads can still work somewhere, and the children and the wife can do an agrarian system there, running that. And some of the crashes you got food being grown with five hundred acres. You can do, that's an investment. If I was really wealthy, I'd do exactly what I'm doing now. We're growing everything. We got the cows. We got the pigs. We got the cattle. We got the chickens. But we're doing it to save money, of the mission of Caritas to put more the cash that has come in, into materials that we give away. So we do it for a meritous reason, a virtuous reason, but you could do it for the same reason. If you got money and you're invested in these things, you're crazy for not investing in something real, a system that you create that they're growing their own cows, their hogs, everything you need to take care of yourself, and let them live there free. Well, I'm not going to do that. No, if something crashes, you got people, which is what is value Above silver is labor. The problem in America from our forefathers is they had all the land they wanted. They didn't have any labor. The problem in Europe is they had plenty of labor but no land. You need to be thinking. You need to be reflecting and take all the success that you have and preserve it. And don't think that if you have to cash them out, you have $22 for it an ounce or for a miraculous measure go around, that it drops down to 15, that you lost money. It's not about that. It's not what you lose or gain. The potential is great to gain in that, but it may be just through inflation, that if there's a crash, one ounce wouldn't buy nothing close to an acre, but when people need means of exchange for something, it may buy an acre. We don't know. One thing we know is biblical. It's been used that way, and it's a natural design God created. Cored by the laws of nature to be the number one means of exchange. Who wants to be carrying around gold when everybody's going hungry? You don't want that. You want to be carrying around silver. It's broken down to a means of exchange. Now we'll hear an update about Century Silver.
3: Well, first of all, i like to say the founders of our nation must have known the story of tulipomania because they did something very, very important two hundred and thirty two years ago on August 8th 1786 the Congress of the United States of America passed a law on August 8th 1786 that established the standard for gold and silver That the standard for gold and silver in the United States of America would be 11 parts fine which would be the gold or the silver part and one part alloy so this exhibits you know their understanding of the importance of gold and silver but also you can imagine this is 10 years after the beginning of the nation His founders must be strategically sitting down and looking at what can we do or what can we put in place in law to not only stabilize the currency, but this is something that we can put in law that will stabilize the economy of our nation for years to come. So again, the fact that they did this indicates the importance that they placed on having gold and silver as currency and establishing that in law in the nation and not just letting people do as they please But that they needed a standard for everybody in the nation to stabilize the currency in in the country. The standard for gold and silver that was established on August 8th, 1786 lasted for about 182 years until 1968 when the final silver backing was removed from the U.S. dollar in law.
4: When I put out the book, Ain't Gonna Happen, silver was selling for $9 an ounce. A lot of people got in it and they made a lot of money on it. And that's tempting to do that. But remember, that's not the reason
3: We're hearing from a lot of different people at Century Silver Exchange right now. We actually had somebody call in yesterday and say they were thinking about either, A, selling 5,000 ounces for a cash need that they have, but they were also praying about buying maybe another several thousand ounces to go a different route with whatever strategy they have for the moment. Be that, uh, as you were talking about establishing the agrarian life, we don't know the details of that. They didn't share that with us. But as you've said before, one of the important things to do if you're looking at establishing an agrarian system is that you'd be moving so we can only imagine that they may be looking at a cash expenditure for land or something like that we don't know exactly so they're recognizing that the price is at a good price point right now to get into silver.
4: I know there was a blast sent by Century Silver a week or two back about uh, experience one of the individuals had where the bank was causing problems and again the number one enemy of the bank is silver, because you take the control completely out of them, and it puts it on an outside circle, and it's outside their reach. And so the bank's okay for you buying goods and services, whatever you want to do, whatever money, whatever you want to do, credit cards, they're okay with the fees and the interest, etc. But money taken out of a purchase for the silver, Moroccan go rounds, or gold even, leaves the banking system for good. And they hate it, but they especially hate silver. They're not so much worried about gold. But if silver gets to be prevalent, where people are putting money in that instead of investments, they can no longer track it. They no longer can make money on it. They will do whatever they can to stop it. They don't want it to exit their system. So silver is the number one enemy to the banks. So that's why even bankers, many of them on the lower end, wouldn't say that. But it is the enemy, silver is the enemy to the banking system, and this story you have relates to that.
3: What actually happened with this man, he called Century Silver Exchange and told one of our representatives that he wanted to wire $70,000 from his bank account to Century Silver Exchange to purchase the Miraculous Metal Medjugorje Round. Our specialist at Century Silver Exchange was waiting for the wire, typically What our representatives do is when they get word that a wire is coming, they're watching the bank account every 15 minutes, maybe every 30 minutes to see exactly when those funds come in so that they can turn around immediately, make the silver purchase from the mint and wire those funds to the mint. So our representative was watching for that wire of $70,000. It did not come, and by about 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon... She went ahead and called this gentleman and said, Hey, you know, we didn't receive your wire. Do you know what's going on? Are you still wanting to send it? Well, he was shocked by that. And he actually called his bank to find out what was going on. And when he called his bank, he found out that the manager of the bank had refused to send the wire because he had identified it as a risk. And when this gentleman told the bank to go ahead and send it, it's not a risk. They said, Oh, I'm sorry. It's too late for you to send the wire today, but we'll send it first thing in the morning. So he relayed that back to the century representative. So the following day, she was again looking for that wire to come through uh, in the century bank accounts in the morning. Well, by 12 o'clock that afternoon, the wire had not been received, so she called again. When she spoke to the man this time, he got actually really angry because he was confident they had told him the day before they would be sending the wire the next morning. So we found out after a conversation with him later that day that he called his bank again. They told him that they still would not send the wire because they had decided it was a fraud risk. So this gentleman, we don't know what words he shared with the bank manager, but he basically said, this is my money. You're going to send my money, and you're going to send it right now. So they ended up sending the wire towards the end of that day. One other point to make uh, that's really interesting and quite shocking to us was that the bank claimed to this gentleman that, that they could not find Century Silver online.
4: Oh, man. Century Silver do not have a website anymore. We're learning so many things from these bankers. You just got to pay attention to what they say.
3: Exactly. We don't know what kind of keyboard they were using, but it's pretty simple to find the Century Silver website. So we can almost believe that. No,
4: if the banker says it ain't there. No way. No way. You got to take it to the bank.
3: You got to take it to the bank. Exactly. So you can uh, you can essentially assume that this was a lie that the banker told him uh, because it's easy to find. Century. That's not
4: nice. <laughs> You're saying they're liars.
3: Well, I'm not saying <laughs> this.
4: I'm saying the system is a lie. Do you get it? They lie.
3: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So they couldn't find Century Silver online for whatever reason. Um, Again, not sure what happened there, but we can believe that they weren't telling the truth or they just simply didn't want to send the wire. We've heard stories about this over the past years of wires being delayed, but this is the very first time uh, in Century's experience that we've actually had the bank manager deny the wire on two separate occasions to where the gentleman who was wanting to purchase had to get basically furious with the bank manager and tell him to send the money right now. So he did get his wire sent through for $70,000, was able to purchase about 4,000 ounces of the Miraculous Metal magic were around. It worked out okay, but we see this as an indicator of things to come. And what went out in the Century Blast a week ago was the question to people, do you really believe that you're in control of your money that's in the bank? And this man's story proves that what you hold in the bank, you are really not in control of. Uh, but what you do hold in your hands physically especially in the Miraculous Metal Medjugorje round. When you're holding these silver rounds, you're in control of it. If you're interested in purchasing the Miraculous Metal Medjugorje round, or if you just have some questions about what it is or what the process is, how do we go about ordering this, you can contact Century Silver Exchange by calling toll-free 877-936-7686. That's 877-936-7686. You can also email info at centurysilver.com or visit our website, centurysilver.com. We guarantee that it's there. It must be stated also that Century Silver Exchange is a for-profit subsidiary of Caritas of Birmingham. It pays its own expenses and earns income and pays income taxes on that income. If there's any income left over at the end of the year, Century Silver may make a dividend donation to Caritas of Birmingham to further its mission.
2: And again, this broadcast was coming to us from August the 9th, 2018. A lot has been spoken about during the course of this time that we've been on the air with you, and these principles that a friend of Medjugorje has been speaking about, based in Our Lady's messages, are timeless truths for us to judge any circumstance, any situation that may come up now and in the future. And so as we end the broadcast, here is a friend of Medjugorje again from August the 9th. 2018 as he really narrows this down directly to what does our lady say? Here is a friend of Medjugorje
4: So our lady's with us to show us what's real and what's not real It gives the appearance of real Satan is always making things that's false into a truth and many file for it, from Bitcoins to really even the stock markets, to all these investments, all these retirement plans. I heard yesterday, if you're over 75 years of age and you got got $100,000 life insurance, you can cash it now. Call us. We'll give you cash. This is a new scheme. What they would be leaving to their family or whatever they want to live it in the will, use it right now. And so they would maybe give them $30,000, I assume. And they know the statistics are this person is going to kick off in another year or two. It's only about making money. It's unjust. It's usury. It's not real. It's not of God. Our lady said, August 25th, 2001, be real with yourselves. See, you want to lie. You want to go through this. You want to think you're going to win the lottery, through Bitcoins, through stock markets, through speculation. If you want to speculate, buy land. Build houses for some people. Do what I said earlier. That's real. And you're being real with yourself. At the same time, you're helping your neighbor with people you can put in a house who has shared values like you and raise your kids around those kids. You have your own system. Be real with yourselves, I lady said, and do not bind yourselves to material things but to God because when they crash and you're binded to it, you go down with it. But with God... The glory of God is what's going to remain. January 25th, 2017, pray and fight against materialism. She didn't say reject materialism. She wants you to go further than that. She says, pray and fight against materialism, modernism, and egoism, which the world offers you. That's exactly why the miraculous Medjugorje round was designed and put out there for, to fight against materialism. We're living the messages by that. By you possessing that, you're bringing conversion when it's distributed, when everything happens. But once that's minted, we've got millions of those rounds out there. How many conversions are going to come from it? We've already heard about that. May 2nd, 2016. Do not permit the superficial brilliance of this world to mislead you. Materialism, jealousy, arrogance. Do not permit the light of the world to mislead you. And with that, we feel like we've said everything you need to know. You either reject it or you accept it. You want a tulip or you want a silver piece. It's your decision. We wish you a lady... We love you. Goodbye.